Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include premium pricing for borrowers, my interview with True's Bob Noble on using AI to create accurate data that powers automation and optimizes every step of the lending lifecycle, and what the latest inflation reading tells us about the path of the Fed. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Compensafe makes managing employee incentive compensation easy with a solution to transform complex calculus and webs of spreadsheets into an orderly push-button process. Learn more at simplenexus.com. With 30-year mortgage rates firmly in the 7% range, the market has moved too fast for any kind of substantive premiums for lenders or MLOs to offer borrowers. Put another way, there aren't any securities trading at prices like 101 or 103 that offer above par pricing that can be passed along. And with volumes continuing to decline, it will take a while for the secondary markets to catch up with the primary markets. As one fellow capital markets vet wrote to me, I don't even see premium pricing in the capital markets. There have been days where at best I saw par pricing on six and a half, maybe 50 basis points above. Even high quality borrowers with FICOs above 780 and reasonable ratios need to bring money to the table. On that note, anything to add would be a nod to LLPAs in general and the LLPAs that were handed down by the FHFA over the last year for second homes and investments. With high bond coupons trading right on top of one another, Any one of those price adjustments places them around 7% if you want to originate anywhere close to par. You could also note correspondent investors can and will cap your execution price, so while you could originate a 7 and 3 quarters percent and they might even price for it, there's no price pickup from a 7 and 5 eighths. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome on to the show Bob Noble, SVP of Product and Innovation at True. Bob is responsible for the direction and product roadmap of True Solutions. With over 30 years of experience in providing innovative technology for Fortune 250 financial services and mortgage companies, he's passionate about AI, process improvement, and automation, holding several patents in these areas. True uses AI to create accurate data that powers automation and optimizes every step of the lending lifecycle without humans in the loop helping lending organizations rapidly process loans, drastically cut costs and risk, and radically improve the customer experience. I wanted to talk to him about the unfolding problems in the economy and lending industry and highlight that removing and adding people is not a great solution. Let's recognize that improving data quality and processing speeds has to happen, and that technology is now advanced enough to outperform people in data intelligence and verification tasks. So. 2022 has has not been the best of times, to put it mildly, for the mortgage industry. We're seeing companies have to deal with decreasing volumes and margins, and and so they're they're looking to scale their operations and scale efficiently. What's your take on the changes we're seeing in the mortgage industry right now? Yeah, Robbie, I think it's a, a real interesting time. Obviously, with the rates increase, volumes really dropped off. Um, but interesting, uh, interestingly enough, 
When you look at the mortgage process in general, there's still this sort of data bottleneck, which really doesn't uh, allow for efficient processing of loans. So when we look at uh, how do you scale, how do you process efficiently, is really how do you get the data through the pipeline in the quickest and most accurate manner uh, possible? You know, this, uh, you know, scaling by people is, is not a, a a fiscally sound way to do things, right? Uh, we've seen it during the boom. We, we couldn't scale fast enough with with bodies, and then you know, you introduce COVID into the mix, and even uh, uh, functions that dealt with outsourcing had problems finding people to 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 supply the the need. So I think when we look at internally, how do we deal with this data bottleneck? How do we deal with scalability? It really has to focus on automation, and how do we take automation to give us that real honest to goodness scalability and reduce the cycle times in the mortgage process. So I think now's a, a really uh, interesting time in our industry because we can uh, use this down cycle as an opportunity to, to look at those processes and figure out how do we automate, how do we get that scalability and reduce those cost cycle times. So if scaling with people is not fiscally sound, what can lenders do in response to these current market conditions? Yes, I think I think it goes back to, to automation, right? So how do you take processes that are repetitive, highly repetitive, that uh, humans aren't very good at, right? Pulling uh, data off of documents, looking at uh, stare and compare of documents and data to make sure that things are correct and accurate. Uh, people aren't good at that, right? It's not a, a function that's uh, uh, very good for humans and it's not a, a very scalable function. So how do you automate that? And I think the answer is there are tools and that, that uh, companies like True provides, and we're very proud of our tool, that allows uh, lenders and customers uh, to take this data that's sort of trapped in these documents and and get at it in a quickly in a quick fashion that also introduces a level of accuracy that's unparalleled you know not only by technology but way better than than what humans can do so but once you unlock that data right then you have the opportunity to introduce automation to your process and that gives you that consistency and that scalability and reduces your 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 time to move a loan through the mortgage manufacturing process and you know that's i think that's the key right the, the key is using real honest to goodness artificial intelligence computer vision to unlock the data that's trapped in these documents and pull it out and make sure that's reliable guaranteed reliability is a key thing here with the data the industry's been talking about automation for a long time in my opinion and and has invested a lot in automation mm -hmm. so what's the appetite for expanding on this well i think i think it's the the perfect time to do it right we talk about um you know how do you when's the best time to change a tire on the car is not when it's moving at 100 miles an hour so i think you know, if we if lenders uh, and customers think about um, how do we look at these processes? How do we optimize these processes? How do we introduce automation? The time to do it is now. So I, you know, when we look at um, the investment that's been done in the past, it's it's been very tactical. How do we automate this small piece of work? But when we, we look at it strategically, it all starts with the data. Capturing as much data as quickly as possible and as, as reliably as possible 
really is sort of the foundation of all automation in, in our in the lending process. If we can guarantee that uh, we can extract tons of data off these documents or from other sources and guarantee it's correct, now you can start automating parts of the process to really uh, reduce the cycle time. And and that that automation is really powerful because you get that consistency and that scalability that we talked about earlier. So now I think is uh, the absolute perfect time to do it, but do it in a more holistic fashion rather than a very tactical way. AI, and I guess machine learning for that matter as well, uh, you know, suffered a lot of, it suffered from a lot of hype. What makes true different? You're you're absolutely right on that. Uh, I think AI is maybe the most overused word in the English language right now. I I was at the uh, store the other week and I uh, went to get some toothpaste. And I noticed that there was a toothbrush that said AI powered toothbrush. And it's like, okay, uh, what else can we go? And I think part of it is it's, it's, it's an overused word and it's, it's been used very liberally, but in my, in my experience over the past 30 years is AI has to think and act and perform like a human. And when we look at technologies out in, in, the uh, market right now, true and kind of true to our name is true AI. When we when we look at how to attack a, a problem, we look at it as how would a human attack that problem? How does a human read a document, classify a document, extract data from a document, but do it with the utmost and highest level of accuracy? And part of that uh, approach is is really that you know true has used some technologies that uh, that are different than typical AI uh, approaches of the past. When we look at a document, we just don't look positionally to see where a piece of information is. We use a concept called contextual classification. So we look at all the data on the document, look for keywords and phrases and key pieces of data to accurately classify what a document is, and then use that same approach on the extraction, not bound by position. So when we do that, that's how people sort of react. So when you're looking at uh, a credit report, it doesn't have to be the same exact credit report time and time again. There can be variation, as we know in our industry, the, the variation amongst documents is, is really great. The only standard is there is no standard. And so <laughs> being able to look at all these different documents of the same type, but have little different flavors. People can do that. Machines have had problems with in the past, but our contextual classification allows us to do that. And it allows us to look at hundreds of thousands of documents, millions and millions of data fields, and look for those comparisons and learn from them. It is a true machine learning application that uses all this information to constantly improve on itself. So, you know, an example that I give is uh, four months ago, we were reading 720 documents, typical mortgage documents. Uh, today, we, re we read over 770. It's constantly learning, constantly getting better. And, and I think the result of that true AI is uh, is sort of message in our, our results. We see our accuracies of 99.5 and above. And we see that uh, a lot of um, documents that are processed by us, almost 90% of the documents that are processed don't need any human intervention to classify and extract data from. So you apply that to, to what it looked, to what a... Uh, 
what it looks like before the, uh, you know the introduction of AI technology into the mortgage space. Uh, you know, you're spending hours trying to go through a loan package and classify each document and pull out the key data, and you're just not doing it accurately because you know the error rate for humans is is quite high, unfortunately. But we're doing all this in a matter of minutes, looking at hundreds and hundreds of documents, classifying them with the highest level of accuracy, extracting thousands of pieces of data at that same level of accuracy, and then you know having very minimal human intervention is a, a real solution to this data bottleneck that has existed in our industry for so long. And you know the benefits of that is not only to the, the lender in terms of operational efficiencies and scalability and consistency, but it's to the customer as well, right? I'm going to have my loan processed quicker. I'm going to get maybe the, that reduction in cost uh, in the, of the manufacturing of the loan gets you know, passed back down to the borrower. So it's a it's a win-win all the way around. And then investors on the other side of this, you know, knowing that the data is accurate, that the documents and the data are consistent uh, as it moves throughout the life cycle of a loan, you have confidence at closing that the loan is going to be able to close on time. You have confidence that as an investor that the loan matches the data that it was underwritten against. All these things are very powerful uh things that you can introduce to the cycle this continuous qc that we talked about by providing analytics and an ai to make sure things are correct it really is a game changer i think when it comes to these technological advancements you know, we are at a place where they out they are outperforming people but what are the hurdles when it comes to convincing companies of of adoption is there still skepticism out there what are the biggest holdups sure sure there is and i uh, you know um and and it's not to say that ai can replace all humans right i think when i look at this uh on how a loan is uh processed there's part art and there's part science i think the art part is what you want people to be focused on and the science part is where you want the machine to be focused on so how do you build confidence that the science part is being done correctly and i think that's you know first and foremost that's done with um, transparency so it's very important to to show how the decisions were made to provide analytics to show how the machine is performing how is it getting smarter is it is it making the right decisions and providing those analytics to customers so they can see how it's behaving. And ultimately, it's it's not a technology you just want to drop and run. Uh, you know, we work with our customers. We, you know, when you install it, you you want to keep an eye on it. You run the system in parallel with the human. Uh, you run analytics to make sure that it's performing correctly. And once you gain that confidence, you slowly um, remove the the person out of. Uh, the science part of the process and let them focus more on the art process uh, process. So in a, a short answer is transparency and analytics is really the best way to to get people to believe that the technology does what it does. Um, and you know honestly if if you if it doesn't then you you've got reason to kick it out. But what we've seen is providing that transparency, showing every data field, how accurate we are, every document, how accurate we are, and explaining how we got there uh, is, is critical and key to, to getting that confidence that the system knows what it's doing. Well said. Thanks for making the time today, Bob. Robbie, a pleasure.
We'll be with Bob Noble again on October 20th, looking at how advancements in AI will shape the future of our industry. With investors seemingly bracing for today's reading on consumer prices, we had a little rally yesterday in treasuries and mortgage-backed securities despite a $32 billion 10-year U.S. Treasury auction meeting weak demand. Markets received a producer price index for September that was higher than expected, showing producer inflation remaining at levels that will pressure profit margins and stoke concerns about negative pass-through effects to the consumer. It also invites concerns that there hasn't been enough improvement on the inflation front to convince the Fed to take a softer approach with its rate hikes. In addition to the PPI report, minutes from the September FOMC meeting provided scant new information. The minutes show that the central bank's top officials believe that taking too little action on the rate hike front would be more costly than over-tightening. They are committed to raising interest rates to a restrictive level in the near term and holding them there to curb price rises, though several participants said that further tightening needs to take into account the risk of significant adverse effects to the economic outlook. On the housing front, the Home Purchase Sentiment Index declined this month to its lowest level since October 2011 as consumers' expectation that home prices will decrease matched a survey high. A higher percentage of consumers now believe home prices will decrease rather than increase over the next year. That's a shift in survey sentiment that had previously only happened in 2011 and at the start of the pandemic in 2020. Nearly 80% of consumers think it's a bad time to buy a home due to high home prices and unfavorable economic and mortgage rate conditions. Limited supply and affordability pressures continue to constrain potential home buyers, and the report signals that home sales will likely remain sluggish. Today brings the all-important September CPI report, with core up 0.6%, stronger than expected, and up 6.6% for the year, with non-core up 0.4%. CPI was expected to be unchanged month over month, though rise 7.9% year-over-year versus 8.3% previously. We've also received initial jobless claims and continued claims. Later this morning brings Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey, a treasury auction of $12 billion of reopened 30-year bonds, and remarks from Atlanta Fed President Bostich. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worst quarter, and the 10-year-old in 3.97 after closing yesterday at 3.90%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. About some more definitions. Hardware is the part of the computer which you kick when the software malfunctions. Impatience is waiting in a hurry. Nymphomaniac is a term applied by men to any woman who wants sex more than he does. <laughs> Teamwork is the possibility of putting the blame on others. And indifference is an attitude adopted by a woman towards a man in whom she has no interest, of course, interpreted incorrectly by the man as playing hard to get. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.